tonight we're gonna make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice so you're not too tired. Oh, it's all on. You lean in and whisper something sexy in my ear like, I might go to bed now, I've got work in the morning. I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. It's business time. Giggity what? Just giggity gee. Oh, hi. How are you, giggity? I'm <laughs> good, man. Good. That's what they call you. Well, for a minute. All right, so here we are. Another day, another lunch. Here we are. Um, One thing that I've, I've been thinking about recently, it's actually kind of a general question, uh, and it's personal, so everybody's answer is different, but uh, uh, I've been thinking a lot about it as, a, as I'm, I'm approaching a, a midlife here. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what are some of the things, or one or the one, two thing, whatever your your top ten? What what is something that you wish you had by now, and or what is something that you wish most that you haven't done? Like in life, right? You've you've had everybody's had that opportunity where somebody has turned to them and said, "Hey, man, uh, I know it's like Monday, but we're all going to Vegas." Right now, right. Just call in sick to work and let's go get ripped and have a great time. And you're like, yeah, let me weigh the options. Uh, pass. Right. And then you come to find out that it was like the most epic thing that ever happened. You're like, oh man. <laughs> Same thing with the you know the guy who approaches you. He's like, man, there's this new company from the guy who started Twitter. It's called like Square something, you know, and it's trading at like you know a, a buck. You should check it out. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I've got $500, but I'd really kind of rather get that inflatable hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, nothing comes directly to mind for me. What what comes up for you? Well, the, I, obviously the two instances that I just gave you would probably Those fall, are them. Would, would, <laughs> would fall into the category of regret. You missed out <laughs> I mean, on a big trip to Vegas? Well, no, I, I actually, uh, I'm usually the guy who says yes to the to the by the square stock, but definitely a big no to Vegas. Right. Just because I know inherently nothing good happens after 2 a.m. And uh, I know that That's because true. This is true. I personally uh, have made an ass of myself many times <laughs> after the 2 a.m. mark. So. Yeah. No, I totally agree with the nothing good happens after 2 a.m. with many of times being up past 2, 2 a.m. searching for something or somewhere or somehow to stay awake and keep things going it was always downhill from there i've always wanted 
and everybody's tastes are different. A lot of people are like, you know, I'd like to, I would like to travel. I'd like to see the world. Well, that's it. I haven't done a lot of traveling. That definitely comes up on a list of things I wish I would have done more of by now. Do you really see yourself, you know, Mohawk and all standing in the Sistine Chapel with your little <laughs> pad, like trying to draw out, you know, like it's so, it's so beautiful. The history. Yeah. <laughs> No. Is that you? You're no, not, that's not me. Are you... I, I mean, while I'm impressed with the history, yeah. at the same time, I'm more excited about the future. Okay. I'm more of a futurist than... Like, I, I like the idea of what all, all of the possibilities. Hopefully, mm-hmm. the ideal possibilities of what the future can hold as opposed to the, you know, all the crap. That, that we're kind of moving in the direction of. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I would completely agree with that. Although lately, the more and more I start seeing what the future could and may be like based off of the status of things and some of the tech that's moving so quickly, I get a little bummed out that I'm not going to really get to see the real juiciness of it even all. further into the future yeah we're talking when things are just completely different like <laughs> that's i've always wanted i've never been the guy that's like oh man i should have been born in the 50s like that's my time like i've always been like i I've wish i was like a hundred hundred years in the future yeah but most people are like yeah just i, I, I was should have been born in the 60s or the 70s like nope well, i'm dude, all what about if you, the future what, if you got in a time machine and went 100 years in the future i mean it's going to be one of three things. Either it's like this crazy utopia. Right. Uh, it's a crazy dystopia, meaning either either we figured it all out and we have figured out a way to all live together politically and and religiously and, and all these things. And, and we, we've evolved past all the things that, have, that drag us down. Um, or it's a total dystopian future where, you know, we're just a bunch of naked animals behind plexiglass getting fed <laughs> through a trough by robots there is a middle ground who are using us to create fertilizer <laughs> for the machine um Both you know or, or the world just simply doesn't you know you got 100 years in the future and you you can't open up the door because you're floating in space right everything everything <laughs> is flying around you right. oh no there's just no more earth you know it's a rock it's a rock with fire and gas and volcanic ash everybody lives in the suspended in the air somehow who knows i mean we got a what one out of three chance yeah 33 percent chance in 100 years we're going to be good to go i mean also it could just be more of the same you know it could you just could get there and it's like oh you know what's different oh they're not using walkmans anymore right now everybody's got an mp3 player you know right um actually the Let's look at it more realistically. If we talk about 2080, that would be about the example of what we're talking about. So if you can live to be, and you you have a shot. Oh, yes. You, <laughs> if, if we can figure out this anti-aging thing. I do think that there will be something to the longevity of our lives. Mm. Not immortality per se, but there will be some. I think the years will grow and grow and grow. And people will live a little bit longer and a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, well, it comes down to quality of life on that one, baby. That's true. You know, unless you unless you're feeling good, uh, and you're feeling good about your place and your purpose, then uh, living a long time actually is more of a sentence right. than it is a uh, a blessing. But yeah, to those who have the resources, mm-hmm. um, you know, good on them. Yeah, those are the ones who will live forever. It's funny because, like, you know, well, not funny, but you know, I talked to my mom about. That is hilarious. It's not. It's not. I talked to my mom about you know doing this, that, and the other to make sure 
things are good for the future. And she's like, I, I don't plan on living forever. Like I don't, I don't plan on on going on for that much longer. Mom, what do you mean? <laughs> this is all new. Like she's just so stressed out. She's like, I'm just, it's good. I'm, I'm good. I, just, you know, like, you okay. don't plan on living forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I should tell somebody. She's like, you're talking down. crazy. <laughs> that's right. Um. Yeah, so. I'm getting a lot of that. And that's just the boomer generation. But yeah, it also brings the question up, you know, what do you wish you had kind of done with your... There it is again. You know, yeah. what have you done? What do you feel like? Do you feel like you've accomplished enough in your life to be happy if you died tomorrow? But at the same time, if you were given that gift of, hey, you got the resources and you got the time, what is it that you would do with it? Well, I've thought about what I would do with just being independently wealthy and time. And a lot of that just would end up going to just whores and drugs <laughs> that account would be separate just to keep it regulated well what i do with time and money whores and Wh drugs once i got bored of that <laughs> then i wised up when i hit rock bottom right. after many stent in the rehab facilities that's right and now here i am and i'm bettering myself so it, it would all come down to i can see your herpy <laughs> Damn it, I've hidden it so well for so long. <laughs> Why do I have to live so long? Now we're talking about a sentence. It is a sentence, exactly. <laughs> I care how much money you got. I, I My money would go to all kinds of different training. I would train physically for something, uh, I don't know, all kinds of different things I would try and get into and learn how to do. And it would probably be physical. Like, uh, you know trainers mr universe trainers. yeah <laughs> i go that far get just greased up and shaved tai chi stuff that's sort of mental and physical at the same time um take a spiritual journey adventures you know what i mean that's where the money should go i kind i feel like i learned that early on from my high school sweetheart her parents were super duper rich her dad was an eye surgeon and in and eye surgeons as you can imagine are susceptible to working on eyes to well, that too uh, are susceptible to you know lawsuits or if there anything goes wrong lawsuits can play a role so what he would do for his kids was just send them out on stuff that can't be repossessed right experiences travel training memories yeah, all those kinds of things so that's where all his money was going smartly just in case anything went wrong so i think for me that's kind of where i would spend my time i can't say there's something oh i wish i would have done or if i you know if I went back, I would do things differently. But if I did have independent wealth and time, it would go to experiences and training. So if you knew you had a week before it was all over, but you had a fat bank account to do it, would you say skydiving? I would definitely hit it. I would, I would hit the sky once, probably. Once? I'd probably skydive You'd once. be a wingsuit kind of guy. That's <laughs> what I, I would, be, I would right. fly to Dubai and strap a jet engine <laughs> to my back and say, yeah, a week is pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I can knock this thing out in 20 minutes. I've made it. Strap some, some kerosene to my back and a That's friggin' right. jet turbine. And, That's you know, right. I don't, I'll go, I, you know, hey, it's your building. I'm sorry. Right. I didn't mean to paint it. I got the adrenaline in me. My dad used to skydive and do those formations in the skies with people. He was in he, Point Break? He would hang. Yeah, that's right. No way. No way. That's the Matrix. Um, yeah. So he would do those things. He got caught in an air pocket and didn't come down for a couple hours and ended up in like the woods. My mom made him never jump again. That's a hell of a ride though. Yeah, right? <laughs> just kind of stuck up just there. Just stuck in the air pocket? Yeah. <laughs> just just kiss the sky to the sky. Dude. What was that like? I was up there for 20 minutes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's let's put the uh, let's put. So this... you're gonna mark skydiving down on your list of, of shit to I've got a week to live, yeah. Oh what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I shaved it down from all the time and money to in the world to, to to one week. One week and. <laughs> Um, right. okay. So, so that, that's interesting. You don't, so nothing immediately like kind of pops in your mind. Like I would like to take my son fishing. Yeah. No, I've always been a minimalist. I've always been a simple kind of approach to, to life and kind of happy with what I have kind of guy. You know what I mean? So it's, there's uh, nobody that you would like want to meet or nobody that you would like, you wouldn't set yourself up to. To, to meet like Billy Idol and run into him at a restaurant, <laughs> which is obviously everybody's. That's yeah. what everybody wants to that's, do. That's everybody. You know, or um, I'm trying to think of who I would even be starstruck you know, by. Streak the field at a <laughs> at a little league game. Yeah. Um, at a little league game. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, these are these are some milestones. Well, here. I'm thinking like a high school game, more like you know. Oh, I just, gotcha. Yeah. Just like yeah, we. It's one of those towns. Spring break. One of those towns where football is everything yeah. to them. West Canaan High. Like, get that guy <laughs> off the field. Get him off the field now. My son is starting today. I do not want your life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a. I don't know. For me, uh, what when I try and think about like a lot of it's kind of like the simple sentimental stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, cause for me, when you're, I guess when I'm, since I'm a parent. Maybe if my kid was like 16 or 17 and it had turned into that teenage asshole, I wouldn't feel this way. The one that but, they, when they start hating you. Yeah, when <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> get away from me, Dad. I'm dying in a week. I'd like to take you on a fishing trip and talk about stuff. Do I have to? Dad, I got a date. <laughs> when I get to that point, I probably will feel different. Right. I'll be like, maybe I'll just go with my wife. You guys can have a party at the house who gives a shit. Because we have a week left. But if it's, uh, you know, if he's a little kid, it'd probably be like, yeah, I'm going to dump it all into like, taking them on a right you know taking the family and doing it doing it my way i certainly wouldn't invite my in-laws no no i could see that too right now where things are i would say you get your family you pick them up you take everything you've, you've earned and what you've got left for that week and go for it well just... i wouldn't spend the college funds or anything but i would i would go on hey, a moderately hey, we're priced... all dying in a week that's right okay Okay. Oh, yeah, if we're all dying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. different. You're dying in a week. That makes sense. Let's go out, go At all out. At that point, I don't think anybody would take my money. Right. They'd be like, this is fucking worthless. You're right. <laughs> There's nobody working. I'd like anywhere. to rent your yacht. Here's everything I've got. They'd be Sorry, like, airplanes are down. I'm not going to have yeah. time to enjoy it. You and everybody else in line wants to get on my yacht right now. Right. I think I'll be enjoying it for the last week. Thank you very it's much. It's already been stolen, so <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. man. plus people would be pooping in the water instead of fishing everybody would go nuts if, if okay, everybody so, so it's just you right I mean, that's a little bit more tame. that'd be yeah you'd be there'd be riots in the street be hard to settle down and listen to some enya and I, go fishing i think you would have to spend seven days putting all of your passwords together for your wife's making sure all of your children had that all would of the take different things. that would i'd be halfway <laughs> done and before i died yeah <laughs> um so yeah okay that's uh Let's see. I always, you know, if I was a make a wish kid, mm-hmm. you know, that's I guess where it comes down to. Sure. If I was a make, what could you do if, if you... I was a make a wish man? Mm-hmm. Um, in all honesty, I, I don't really care about meeting like my favorite basketball player or my mm-hmm. favorite football mm-hmm. player, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you did good, good for you. Uh, movie stars, mm, I think I'd be disappointed. Sure, because I've built them up so much in my mind, right? That they're cool just, and then you'd be like just people you're just a dude what's the oh wearing those shades right. bad choice <laughs> um so yeah i don't i don't think i'd go there 
I don't maybe know. a rock star? That'd be the same disappointment, maybe. I would want to go to the best water slide. <laughs> okay, you're a water slide guy. I, lo- I would love to go on like the coolest water slides that I could find. I would want to... I would want a hot tub at the top of the of Everest. Okay, okay. <laughs> Meaning I got my oxygen tank on just because I'm there so thin, but I'm just out there just crushing it in a hot tub. Got my Motley crew playing, you know, just looking at the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Just I'm the I'm the bee's knees. Just bitches. melting avalanches. Yeah, and then when the, and then when the heater burns out, the next guy who climbs up there finds an ice cube with. You in with it. me in it, just jamming out like right. just mid jam. They're like, of all the dead bodies on Everest, <laughs> you've got to check out this guy's the flag on the moon. As He's... far as we're concerned, he <laughs> is an icon. This was what? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's climbing it now just to see the guy in the, in the hot tub. At the He's top just of that one. He's that one thing that just sets us all free. Yeah. <laughs> you look at you just you could you could look at him on the telescope. He's on posters. Right. He's just sitting his ass is just up there frozen rocking The out new Everest poster child. Oh yeah. He did it. He he did it his way. There's no there's no R Sinatra style. <laughs> just crushing it to the to the bitter cold okay. end of life. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I I guess my my aspirations for what I would love to if I was going to die in a week, I'd be like, fuck, I don't have a lot of time to cure cancer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a lot of time to make some uh, an impact, real, you know, change <clears throat> right. in the life of those around me to where people can say, well, you know what he did, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a, for a germ on a floating rock in space, this, uh, right. this consciousness decided to create a little bit of betterment for for those around him that would probably be the hardest thing and while i feel like i you know have accomplished it in some small degree i would agree um it, nowhere near what right. you know you don't you don't even remember a fraction of the names of people who got us here right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like in your case who was who the guy who invented the snare drum <laughs> exactly exactly wow yeah that's an impact dude yeah like for you you're like you use that that's your thing that's it that's or the or the or the hi-hat yeah. you know mm-hmm. was his name jimmy hi-hat <laughs> ludwig <laughs> yeah exactly so it's one of those things like what kind of impact and it doesn't mean you have to invent something it doesn't i mean sure there's sure. a the, that that dude that they took a photo of who's standing in front of that tank you know the 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 monk who lit himself on fire. Oh, right. I mean, there's other ways to make a splash. Not to say you got to kill yourself or put yourself in arm's way. If you're just... dying in seven days, maybe that's the best way to make an impact. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> want to go out by getting run over by a tank. That's not, that's like on the bottom of my list. That's like getting run over by a steamroller. Right. You ever, you ever see a Roger Rabbit? <laughs> yes, of course. I imagine it would be, I imagine it would be super painful. Messy. Like going into the meat grinder. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I wish I, I. I. I would try and figure out if there was one. Like, and this would be a great. I guess short or or movie. <laughs> okay. You know, you take your protagonist to the story. Obviously, the antagonist is time, and the entire movie is about a guy who hasn't accomplished much in life, but has saved up plenty and just has this little bit of time to figure out how to make his mark because he's 
spent so much time bird watching and masturbating right. to give a shit about anybody else. And now the tax man cometh and he's got to, he's got to hit that plateau. Something big that he can yeah, ride off. He's got to, he's got to go out with a, with a bang. That's um, right. You know, and, and maybe once uh, in the final moments, I don't know. What do you figure out at that point? You figure out who you are. You fig- did you, if, even if you accomplish it, it's like that'd be that thing. Like I always wonder if you look back in time and you're like, when somebody came up with the idea, you know, what was that guy's name? Um, he was a famous African American gentleman. He invented peanut butter. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> his name, but um, okay. He, uh, it was, it was in, I think last century, uh, last millennium, last, yeah, last, last century or the century before, um, Marcellus Gilmore Edson. Is that it? That's a peanut butter inventor. Marcellus Gilmore Edson. Is he, is he a black gentleman? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Do you think when he invented peanut butter, he went, holy shit, I just, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm fucking it. I'm in Google now. Look, you can actually spread peanuts. I'm in books. Right. I'm in books now, bitches. Like, do you think once that happened, that light bulb went on in his head and he's just like, hashtag world famous. Like, I'm here now. I'm, I've arrived. I've done it. I could, I could, I could literally do nothing the rest of my life and still be awesome. Possibly. I mean, do you have that? Do you think those guys had that moment? Or do you think they thought to themselves, hmm. Well, I can do better. Well, I don't know if they realize. It's one of those things where you create something and you just really don't have any idea the impact it's going to make right away. Like peanut butter? Like peanut butter. I, I'm, I was wrong. Marcellus, what came up as far as the search for who invented peanut butter was Marcellus. He actually was not a black man. He was a, a Canadian chemist of Montreal. Fucking Canadians always trying to take from the black man. Who patented peanut butter in 1884. His cooled product had a consistency like that of butter, lard, or ointment. According to his patent application, he included the mixing of sugar into the paste to harden its consistency. That ain't what's up. That ain't just straight up peanut butter, yo. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we put. That ain't the jiff. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't ain't the smacky smack. That ain't the good stuff. So we got a better version since 1884, you think? Do what I think. I think, honestly, I'm I'm picturing a guy... Who, uh, <laughs> who, who looks like Kumal Bell with like gray beard? George Washington Carver. That's the dude. That's is known the for dude. his work with peanuts, though he did not invent peanut butter, as some may believe. They're However, bullshit. there's a lot more to this scientist and inventor than simply being the peanut man. You know that dude invented peanut butter. I'm sure he did. Legit, he had the best recipe. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else was extra crispy, and his ass was original. Yeah, that's what's up. He invented it. I stand by that. You don't. We don't work exclusively in the world of peanuts. Right. That come up. <laughs> He's the peanut man. <laughs> He's the king of, of the peanut. So he might. He if he had dedicated his work to peanuts, he might have had that moment of like, I did it. Slam a jamma. Here it is. I'm now that you can label me the peanut. You man. can label me the peanut gay. That's right. Well, so yeah. now that I've, I feel like I've clarified just a a touch on kind of where my head's at, like why what what i think like what what i would want before i die like if you ask me what like greatest line in a movie um 
Why would you do with a million dollars two chicks at the same time, man? Well, you don't need money to do that. Well, you do with a guy like me. <laughs> Just look at my cousin. <laughs> Broke as shit. Don't do nothing. You don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Um, right. You know what I'd do, man? <laughs> two chicks at the same time. And that, I mean, that that honestly, I think that guy put it put it right on the money. I right. mean, who wouldn't want to do two chicks at the same time? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are probably a few people out there. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That um, might might be actually very scared of that. That is a joke. Yes, I <laughs> yes, would I be know. I would be one of them. I would be like, well, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. I remember I had an old coworker who turned out to be gay who came back from some other uh, traveling and saying that he had teamed two girls. And it was just like it was. He did. It, he said he was really good at it, but it was a little difficult to keep them both entertained at the same time. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. It and t- turns it, out he liked boys, so uh, maybe it was a guy thing, and he was just trying to be cool with the guys and say it was a girl thing. I don't know. Yeah, because nothing says cool to other guys like two chicks. You know, at the same being time. obviously in the closet <laughs> yeah. and coming in and be like. Hey guys, yeah, you're I, not gonna believe it. I, did... <laughs> I totally tagged Sam two beards. It was so crazy. Right, right. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, oh man. I'm just imagining what was going through his head when he thought, <laughs> okay, option one, just say I had a good vacation. Right. Or, or be option two, be honest and be like, there are some <clears throat> cute guys. P.S. Yeah. Guys, I'm gay. I know you don't think different of me, but it's all it's it's all good. I'll be real with you. Option three, hmm, let's come up with a fantastic lie. That they're just going to marvel at. They're going to think I'm so cool. They're going to know. And so straight. They're going to know immediately yeah. <laughs> that I'm full of shit. <laughs> it's going to lower any respect that they they may have had for me. Right. And they're, yeah, they're going to be talking about it. Behind, I mean, I remember the conversations that I think we, we all had. R- about with, it afterwards. Uh, who were like. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think that went down? <clears throat> I mean, do you think he was like, here, put this up my butt? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're like, no, hey, you're supposed to, that's not how this works. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, really? No? Okay. Yeah, he was an odd one outside of all that. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. so that was speaking of two two tricks at So one you're time. not a two tricks at the same time? No, I, I wouldn't be afraid of it. Dude, um, I knew a guy who, paid, who, who had the cash. Who had the million dollars? Yeah, you know, to get the two chicks at the same time, and always bragged how it was like, yeah, always I get to get two chicks at any time I want. I've had two chicks many times, blah blah blah. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm sure you probably have, but I guarantee you they're professionals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't imagine that they you know, were probably more into each other. Yeah, without the bankroll, I just don't think you. I mean. Put yourself in any average dude's shoes, and you're not the one who gets double teamed. Right, <laughs> right. Not, not a, not a shot. Not a chance. And for the average guy, if you want to get, it's not like you get that girl next door double team action that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like in your mind, you're thinking like, well, if I was gonna do it, it'd be like, you know, the, the chick from accounting. Right. And uh, you know, the, 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 the chick that I saw at the movie theater the other day. Mm-hmm. Like so, and but in your mind, both of them are just like totally normal kind of gals right and you're like all right cool right on you gotta imagine that if uh cut to the girls who are gonna cut to the girls who actually (laughs) would be down with that kind of thing and they're super pervs right like that you gotta be a perv to want to be around another someone of the same gender yes uh, and ready to 
to get wet and but sticky. I will counter that with in 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 I've seen there's the there's the married couple, right? Well, you're the rock star guy. Well, not so me. You've I'm talking it. about like the married couple who's like, let's keep our lives interesting and add a girl. Can and I, I know, can I sit in the closet with my Superman? I've known a couple couples that have gone that route, and you'd be surprised they get the they get the girl next door because it's the because it's the wife that's like, hey, right? But what that's do you think? that's it's a little easy. different. That, see, now that's also a good one. That that one actually works, I believe, because the the woman feels like it's okay. Because and I guess you could do it both ways. I guess there are dudes who are like, "Yeah, you know what? I just I want to see you with somebody else, and that's my my that, jam." That is a thing too. Yeah, I get two guys with a wife. <laughs> but you know, but I don't think the wife will ever say, "Oh, well, it turns me on to see you with somebody else." But she might say, "I want to do a little bit of experimenting." Right. And uh, you know, well, well, it's probably just you know what I like to say, ma- mouth stuff, mm-hmm. most likely, like you know. And unless she's really, really cool with it, right? And she's in the same room, like she's probably doing it for herself because she just is curious about the other side of the bar, right? You know what I mean? She's not doing it because she's like, oh, I want to watch my husband plow somebody else in front of me. Like that's not, I, I don't think that's what she's signing on for. I think she's just thinking to herself, like this is more for me, and it'll probably get him really. Excited. It'll get his motor running and, to watch yeah. me do do for me, and it'll bring adventure back to our lives. Mm. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. Uh, that's that's a uh, that's spicy. I've seen it a couple times, and uh, and the women were what you would call the girls next door. Yeah, the good looking sort of, and they're freaky, and they and they kind of were just open. They for get they, it. they, they get like, they, yeah, they like it. They they like it. They horny horny girls next door, uh, clean cut for that for what you would ex- see not expect now how you know you probably got to die you got to be you got to be dying you got to have that right. week left to be able to talk your wife into that kind right. of jam right some come some come open to that if she's about... not drinking the kool-aid already like you probably need that little you know something to get her over the hump yeah and be like well you know i know i told you uh that uh i have everything i want and i'm good but you know if i'm I got one week left, you know. I don't want to s- ruin the memory of us, obviously. Right. But you know what would really be the jam? Bringing over Nancy from accounting. I'm telling you, it. I feel like that only works if you both feel like it could take a turn she's, on for both Yeah. Of you. If if your wife felt like ob- like she was like crying because she knew she were you were gonna die throughout the whole process. <laughs> Kiss him. I love you so much. Uh. <laughs> Right, it's just, there's no, there's no. Yeah, it would kind of ruin the there's moment. There's no scenario in that seven days that, that you both know you're dying. That yeah, that's like what you're doing. It's hard to get horned up when you get when you know, your own mortality facing you. Death is right down the barrel. You're like, you're like pumping, and you're like, man, this is like ten minutes of my life left. <laughs> oh, I'd I'd be blue pilling it the whole way. Right, I'd be like, I, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta keep up appearances here because you know I'm gonna leave a lasting memory. Right. I don't want to be the guy who failed in a three way. You talk about. What, you want, what kind of legacy you want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sorry, baby, I can't get it up. You know what? It's okay. You're not going to be around much That's longer. That's <laughs> right. I don't have to live through the shame. I'm going to look back, look down on everybody while, you know, looking at my funeral and everybody's going, did you hear about the three-way? It was a total disaster. Right. That being said, I, I think if I had any regrets, it'd be, I didn't get a, a, I didn't get enlarged, an enlargement surgery. No. For your feet? Yeah, because <laughs> you know they say large feet, yeah. large socks. I don't know, man. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't think I would want to be the guy who 
who's laying on the table or, or gets dug up in the uh, NCIS or CSI episode and his body's all rotten, but he's got this pristine plastic Giant, cock. Not, not, degre- not uh, yeah. <laughs> decomposing uh, body uh, part. <laughs> although having a beautiful penis is something that uh, I think we all should strive for in the male gender, which I, I've, I've heard now that I'm, I'm cisgender. I don't know what that is. You know what cisgender is? Means I don't know what that, that means. It's a, it's a new thing. If you're cis, it means that you identify with the gender that you were born with. Uh, so uh, I identify uh, as a man, and I was born as a man. But that doesn't have anything to do with how, with my sexuality. Okay, you just identify as a man. I'm learning as I go you could here. Be, you could be gay, but in you could also be cis and gay. I can be gay, so I can be like, I'm cisgender. I'm a gay cisgender man. Got it. Right? So I'm gay. You know you're a man. But I know like I'm a man. man. I feel like a man, but I I, 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 I like boys. I like dudes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just, I'm. there's so many pronouns now. <laughs> cut to a hundred years as we talk about the yeah, future. Yeah, when you get in your time machine and you get there's out. There's going to be 10 different bathrooms. <laughs> gonna be like the doctor has the md after his name everybody's gonna walk around with like my name is so and so uh lbgtqab you know right it's be like all the different things that identify (laughs) your religion your politics right so that's what i identify as so i because i have to put a label on everything yeah i need you to know what i am before we start talking because i don't want you to offend me i'm glad i know what you are you do yeah i'm a sissy but you're a little sis yeah all right. Well, I think we took a wrong turn somewhere, but that was a. Uh, but here's to the future. Still riveting, rivering, riveting, riveting. <laughs> Let's call it the end of lunch. We could. Then went in the bathroom, brushing our teeth. That's all part of the foreplay. I love foreplay. Then you sort out the recycling. That isn't part of the foreplay process, but it is still very important. Next thing you know, we're in the bedroom. You're wearing that baggy old ugly t-shirt you got from your work several years ago. Mm, you know the one, baby, with the color stain. I remove my clothes very, very clumsily. Sensuously over my pants. Now I'm naked, except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks, what time it is. Oh yeah, here we go. Thank God for small miracles. What's this? okay? Me well, being ready to, well, we're going, to, to, to talk about. You're something. ready. You have something on your mind. Currently. I have something on my mind. We've talked about tech. We've talked about future things. This happened, I think, uh, maybe about a week or two ago, but I want to get your idea and your thoughts on what could this mean for the future, and I'm sure you're aware of Fortnite. I'm aware of it. I'm not a player. I'm not the guy who's, you know, uh, if you ask me, what is the game about and who are the players, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. basically any any detail about the game, Mm -hmm. I'd say people play it. Yeah. It's popular, and that does be where it stops. It's similar to the old school uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and things like that, but now, like my nephew, he's 13, and I went to visit him last year, and that's the first time I'd ever heard of Fortnite, and so my sister was like, yeah, go in there with uh, with him and uh, and let him let him watch watch him play it and check it out. So basically, 
kids can get on their their headsets on their Xbox or whatever and connect with their friends or whoever that's on playing. And it's like a hundred people go into this world and the last one standing wins. And it's like a shooter game, right? But you're in there with all these people and they're with their headsets on. You can hear everyone talking and you can kind of friend other people in kind of a line so you can last to the end kind of a thing. Well, I don't know if you heard about this, but about a week and a half ago or so, have you ever heard of the EDM DJ Marshmallow? That's electric dance music. That's right. EDM. There you go. And his name is what now? Marshmallow. His name Marsh Marshmallow. Yeah, he's a pretty big in the electric dance world, DJ world. Meaning he carries a lot of weight. He carries a lot of weight. Not big as far as like he's like a, big a marshmallow. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he's not big and soft and round, and but uh, he does have some clout, and he does you know try and take some marketing endeavors and things like that. Well, he partnered up with Fortnite, and what happened? Was now in the game. This now this this game is now open to partnerships with anybody. Like they've done it with the NFL. You can get in there and you can sign on. You can have your NFL's teams, you know, colors or whatever. Or you could have Marshmallow has something where you could have like an avatar that has something to do with his logo or something like that. So anyway, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, something like that. Recently, they had a special event on Fortnite where. Everybody who signed in at a certain time was directed to this one area of this giant world that you can sort of go through where there's a stage and Marshmallow put on a live concert. Now, people over they're saying that they're thinking it's somewhere over 10 million people were signed on to the game. There's no more shooting. Once you get to this area of the world uh, in Fortnite, everybody's there and it's like two minutes or a minute before the concert was to start all weapons were taken away and he was actually introduced himself you could hear him in the mics and in the sound of the music and he put on a live 10 minute concert and in the game there's dance moves you can buy or you can earn or you could win or things like that so everybody was encouraged to dance while they were in there so oh you're my God. you're basically at a live concert with anybody of your friends that might be on this game hanging out with your avatar and their avatar and they say hey jump at this part jump and when they jump the game owners or whatever had taken everything out and so everyone is able to fly during the concert right well hold on are we talking and this is where it gets hazy so I'm thinking right now it's you know Ready Player One. You know what I mean. You, you've, but is Fortnite a VR experience or right. is no, it a console? No, experience? but it, no, but that's what I'm saying. Moving forward, things like this, like when everybody's signing on because this live artist is going to put on a show and you can get in there and like everybody's super hyped about it and you're in there with your friends and you're watching the show. You, I, I mean that's the first time and they're talking. They're talking 10 million people. Right, all watching this ten-minute concert on this on this on this game, this computer game, and you, apparently, I, I don't know much about it. I was reading a little bit more. I mean, you can sign on to your your game through your phone. You can sign on to your game through anywhere. Apparently, I'm not that familiar with that. But the idea that about or at least more than ten million people were there, all on there talking about this DJ, going to see this DJ. There's even parents that were like, "Yeah, my son signed in, and we got a character, and we signed in, and we were kind of all there watching this thing happen." I'm like, "This could be anything. This is like, this is where people go." So when you read articles, it's a place for people to go hang out and without got, leaving their living room. Right. You've got your you've got your avatar. You've got your voice. You know, activated. You know, devices where you can talk to people. Um, it is the next step, I think, 
Okay, so I'll take you for your VR, your Ready Player One idea. Yeah, I'll take you one one step further and say it's not a new thing. I think they started this. Um, I don't know if it was last year, maybe it was the year before. I know that Intel has been really pushing the boundaries on uh, new technology that they're using in, in movies, um, where basically you have the ability to do scene stitching. So basically what it does is through utilizing a, a room that has cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, all, all over the room. So let's just say you have uh, a big, big green screen room. Everything is green and you have your props in the middle of it. And I guess in their demo, they had a cowboy kind of riding down a trail and, you know, you, you saw the houses there and you saw another guy on a horse who gets off the horse and, you know, fires a gun and grabs a girl and throws her over the horse and rides out, right? So w- what they've done is, be, even though these cameras are, you know, placed, let's call it five to ten feet apart throughout a major studio or a major room, sure. So you'd be missing in between what camera one shot here and and then ten feet away, camera two shot there, like there'd be that gap in terms of uh, space. Right. That you don't, where you don't have a camera. Sure. Okay. So what this new technology that they've invented does is it creates 3D rendered models of all of the actors on the stage in real time and models of the entire space. So there's models of the horse, models of the people, models of the house, and it, and it overlays those 3D models like a, like a 3D character in a video game. It, it builds a model in real time of that person so that it can fill in the gaps in between all of the different cameras while they're all shooting at the same time, creating a uh, 360 degree, like meaning a hundred percent of the space. You could go to any point at any time during that scene and zoom in and zoom out oh, wow. and go around or whatever. And the action can is still taking place in real time, mm-hmm. right? So you you can just choose f- which perspective you're looking at any of the stuff from, and you get to see it in high definition. This is essentially why you're watching a movie. No, no, no. It's that's the technology that they've built. Uh, now gotcha. they actually have started to apply it to sporting events. So right now the oh, in- so you can change your point of view. Oh, the wow. in- the NBA. Um, allows you to sign into what what and they're using this technology. They have cameras all over the the arena, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all around the basketball floor. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're using that same technology that that Intel has, and they're saying, okay, do you want to be part of the the Intel VR or the the NBA VR kind of experience, I suppose. Now, I haven't tried it yet. This is just what I've heard. And what it allows you to do is you're basically sitting courtside. Right. Like in your VR experience, you might as well be sitting next to... I did to, see something about that, yeah. Next to whoever it is that you want. While you're, while you're watching the game live, you're just right there and you've got the rest of the team just kind of mm-hmm, sitting next mm-hmm. to you. So it's basically like having floor seats. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have the ability, and this is... The guys up in the booth who are using this, they can recreate any specific thing. Like, so if a guy's going in, you know, you know, hang his nuts at somebody's face on some crazy man dunk, and you can you can look at that from any and every angle at any given time. So when you apply that into the the VR application or, or the, that world in particular, 
there's really no limits to your viewing angle uh, and where you are in that experience with the exception of sound. Right. So you, you'd be able to look somebody right in the face and follow them as they're, you know, you could theoretically be the guy who's guarding the guy who's about to dunk on you. Right. <laughs> and experience it, that in VR. So right. uh, they're doing that with football. They're, they're doing it with, um, obviously, concerts were the first VR experience sure. that were, were free thing. Hey, you want to go to a concert? And they you know have their, their cameras set up in, at multiple places in the room. And you can say, oh, wh- where do I want to sit or where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. The idea of being able to host or throw your own live concerts in VR is I wouldn't say anything new. What right. you're talking about... People being able to hang out together while doing it. It's... I mean, hundreds of millions of people. Yeah, it's basically like one big VR chat room right? where a concert's being played. Right. And that is pretty heavy duty. I mean, I feel like you're right. It's Because it it, if you take it past just we're all getting together to go to a concert, and now you've you turn it into all, almost the the mundane things, mm-hmm. right? Well, now it's just a hangout place. It's like the next step for Facebook. It's like, well, I'll sign on when I get home from school, and I'll meet you in there. And I'll, yeah. And here we go. And I'll be and whoever go check I out, want. Let's go check out Johnny's. He did, I think he built a whole new little area over in his area. Let's go check it out. Sure. You and know, it could you be... got your own domain. You got your house. You got your garden. You got all the things you might keep up in you your world. You can go shopping. Yeah, exactly. You can go. That's right. You go shopping. It's you... just like Amazon's probably connected to one of the, to the stores. You can just order whatever's in these exactly. stores. Exactly. You can, you can try different things on your avatar. With friends. That's the crazy part. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you get people to sign in at the same time and meet up with you. Like that's and you don't and when you're at that concert you you're not sitting there talking to somebody like hey man isn't this great and the guy turns to you and goes mom be quiet <laughs> right I'm at a concert mom meatloaf <laughs> Henry are you sure you took the garbage out <laughs> mom I'm at a no, it's a... right <laughs> stop it it's so uncool in front of my friends mom I'm on a date come on <laughs> sorry that was my mom yeah. <laughs> Your avatar was talking while yeah. your mom was talking. Yeah, yeah, it was moving his you mouth. The, your you, your mouth was up. moving, but it came out as, Henry, yeah. take out the garment. <laughs> oh, the problems in the future. <laughs> mm, you're pretty hot. It's a dude in his underwear. Yeah. Like, I know, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think that the, the more we push the boundaries on this stuff... Um, we're really opening up Pandora's box when it comes to social behavior. Yeah, this is this is yeah. I feel like this is a, just a big one. Like, is it, it could... make is it making the the question nobody really asks? Um, no one ever asks if they should. They ask if they can. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is it pot? Can we make this? That wouldn't that be the coolest? And I guess for certain situations, uh, absolutely, it 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 would be cool. And for one like one off situations or one off experiences, I think yeah, definitely. You know, there's a time and place for something like that. But just like with cell phones, and, you know what I mean? And it's, social media in general. Yeah. When I you, mean, this is another lo- layer of just like, okay, we're going down a rabbit hole here that we can't yeah, climb out of. When people get more committed to the world, this false network, this this closed network of, of pixels that they're putting on their face, like now all of a sudden they're... The social skills that you used to have are are masked in essentially anonymity because you I mean you can present yourself as anything that you want 
and you're just a voice on the other end of whatever you want to represent yourself as. If I want right. to, if I want to go to the concert and, and I'm, I'm a big fat kitty, you know, wearing a bikini, like that's who I am. You know, mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. knows who I, it, so it opens up the door in my mind for a really false confidence. Absolutely. And self-inflation of the ego, um, where if you were to ever take that away from people who are so invested, their their self-worth, their value, what confidence they have would immediately be destroyed. Well, I think we're almost, I mean, we're on our way that way with the way things are. And I think if things are going to have this extra layer, it's kind of the way things are going. So you, as humans, we just create and then deal. You know what I mean? And so like this new, the new millennial age of kids and technology, they're the ones playing the Fortnite. They're the ones all about the social. They're all about the Instagrams and the making money that way or, or creating this, this life online that looks amazing. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it sounds sketchy and it seems like it could be really scary. I don't know what it's going to look like. I do think it's going to go that route. I do think that they're going to find a way. VR is going to get into the houses and they're going to be hanging out with their friends online. But you said anonymity. And I think the way things are right now is going to really push us towards more anonymity, right? Right now we're like, oh, they got all our information. Everyone knows who we are. Everything online is this, that, and the other. So we've got, now we've got more like security things that are being created, more anonymity and in, in little things online that we well, want. Well, it's, you want to be able to take your, the more you connect your real life and your, your real tangible um, things that you rely on to your digital life, the more information and data you're providing to closed network operators who are in control of whatever world that you're, you know, right. trying trying to take advantage of. So, you know, when you get into these worlds, it starts off with, hey, what a fun place to be. But then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you got to have money to spend in there. So you're connecting your bank accounts right. to it. Right. So you can buy whatever the currency within these gaming worlds is. Mm-hmm. Um in which the currency is non-tradable outside of that world. So those guys are just banking cash. Um, right. You know, you're connecting your, your real world locations so that you can make sure Meet that up with people in your same locations. Right. 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 So you're, you're, you're opening up the door to zero privacy on your side so that because, because it, it, it's demanded by the application mm-hmm. in order for the application to, best represent you it needs to know everything about the same you. the same thing that you would you personally would be representing about yourself in the real world right. you know you have a you have a wallet in your pocket in the real world so you, you need to have a wallet in your pocket in the virtual world right right um so yeah these are these are all things i think are are insane i watched a documentary on uh prime amazon prime um, recently called Generation Wealth, and it was done by a, a girl named uh, Lauren Greenfield, I think okay. is her name. Um, and she did a another documentary years ago that I watched called The Queen of Versailles, which was about you know the, the 2008 crash and how the people who were building the most expensive house in the United States, or maybe in the, on, on the planet, I don't know, is down in Florida, is the guy who owns the timeshare uh, West West field or whatever and they, i mean they almost went bankrupt trying to build this just insane mansion right and it was sad you're just walking through this undeveloped house and they that, couldn't finish it they, just, they didn't yeah. finish it um 
but she did this thing called Generation Wealth just recently. She where she went back and looked at all of the different things that she'd done. She's a photographer, I guess, by trade, but um, you know, she was looking at. She, she grew up in in Los Angeles, and she went to a really kind of elitist private school out here. That's uh, I've met several people who have kids that go there, okay. um, and know kids who went there and were around the same time frame class that she was talking to some of these subjects and it and it's um super duper private school in like the beverly hills brentwood kind of area it's called crossroads and as you can imagine it's you going to a, imagine going to a school and you're hanging out with you know um <laughs> in their case i think they're talking about ario Speedwagon's son okay you know what i mean but you mm-hmm. have like these the major new money players in hollywood um send their kids to the best school they're not always around you've got a kid growing up around all these other rich kids you know whether they're the the kids of top lawyers in the state or the hedge fund managers or politicians or whatever and everybody's the cream the, the the offspring of the cream of the crop but the fact is that they're still just kids you know like i think kate hudson went there and everybody's trying to one up everybody with the you know my daddy's the bo- the bomb and my daddy's this or that. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at that and and it it really kind of spoke to the fact that if you look at that generation, um, which is basically the same generation we're in, where we've kind of moved things, uh, and where that generation has seen our generation has seen most of our money-making talents uh, Mm -hmm. are in being recognized for things that you shouldn't be recognized for, like the the Kardashians. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be recognized first for having a sex tape. Mommy, why are you famous? (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, You you know, being an an Instagram star and and pretending, and that was what she was kind of getting at. She's like, these kids, they had no concept of money growing up, and, you know, a lot of them... It was like their entire thing was, I don't have any marketable skills with the exception of the fact that I have money. So, so long as I'm putting it out there and talking about how much, how great I am and what kind of life I'm living. And I have this outlet where I can showcase kind of my wealth and awesomeness. People are going to want to follow me and then I can be an influencer. I can influence Mm -hmm. people based off of the fact that I have all these connect, all these connections that are at my disposal all this, these things that I can afford that you can't. I drive a Lambo. Aren't I cool? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think that we're moving in that general direction. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that direction's already, we've already moved into it. But right. when you apply that to the virtual. Right. Being able to meet up in line and, like, kind of be there. You're just giving this group of people that much more of a platform. Well, and the saddest part is none of the none of the people who follow the this group, I mean... Uh, especially when you look at a lot of these in- Instagram influencers or you look at the YouTube influencers or whatever, they're all just promoting a life that they live that's just so far beyond what, in most cases, they're actually living. Mm-hmm. But secondarily, what anybody who would be following them could ever live. And right. it creates this horrible self-perception for the followers thinking like, man, you know, either I've got to f- filter my life through social media to even come close, um, right. or I'm just going to feel shitty because I'm not as good. It's a, yeah, 
that's that's what's happening I mean, imagine if one I, I do think now that this is possible and people are able to go and meet people online that that's the way things are going to end up going in one way or the other i mean can you imagine if that's the way and you've got your own little space in this world that you go into that's like your home base when you sign in you could be advertising on your buildings in your little area like you, that's what that's what influencer will be doing now be like hey here's the logo for this you can put this logo on this door in my car in my driveway you can put the logo on my car you know so anyone come to visit me i'm advertising i'm selling i'm getting paid just to have these logos on my house that people have come by or wherever. Like this whole world on there, that the fact that people are meeting up online to go watch this guy perform. And, and Marshmallow, he's on there tweeting like, oh my God, it was honestly, it was kind of like surreal for him because he was like, he saw everybody on there. He saw everybody dancing to this music. And he said, he, you know, he loved it. He loved the fact that it felt like he had a show for all these people that he didn't have to leave his house. <laughs> I would love to do a virtual show. Yeah. Uh, you and me from a virtual hot tub on a stage, <laughs> right? And you and I are just in a hot tub. Our, our avatars doing our podcast <laughs> right. in a, in a hot tub, um, so that our one listener, yeah, can be like, hey, that's the best thing. And you know, we'll push a button and say, hey, it, it's it's time to raise your glass, right? Of 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 Andres champagne yeah. <laughs> and Boone's farm because we keep it classy as fuck oh, on the show. Absolutely classy for sure. So yeah, that that I mean, uh, all this is so scary, and it, and, it and, and and the worst part is, is that this is this is something that people, a lot of people, really really care about. N- n- none of the people who care about that stuff have any idea what it could do, or what well, it no, would... like why we're twenty two trillion dollars in debt as a country like that's but not what the conversation about is this <laughs> that's not the conversation that you're gonna have with a guy who's raining money down on ass at, at, at you know whatever they call it the magic castle in Atlanta you know what I mean like oh right th- that's th- it's it's a totally they, they're living in uh, that's another thing you know that a lot of people say we're at the end of our rope here and when you look at empires from past worlds, you know, Roman Empire, um, any any great nation uh, that that flourished um, towards the end of their cycle was when they were displaying the most lavish uh, levels of of wealth. Meaning, right before the big collapse, right before you know everything went to shit. Is when everybody is out there throwing their money around and you Feeling know good about it. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and and living way you know way beyond their means, not creating anything, just basically enjoying enjoying their wealth and and spreading the word on on how wealthy they are and and how great they are. And right when we're not creating anything, you know, our our gross domestic product is is low. You know, and people are living paycheck to paycheck, uh, while at the same time you've got people, you know, women in New York throwing bag parties where they're buying twenty thousand dollar Louis Vuitton bags, right? And they have a million a million dollars worth of them in their closet at home already. <laughs> they just don't give a fuck. So this one has the black and the yellow, exactly. And then you know, travel oh, one hundred and fifty sure. miles it. to the south and. All of a sudden, you've got people who are destitute and can't even afford, you know, carry their stuff around in a plastic bag. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I don't. Watching the downfall of 
th- that group of people, all, all of our little plastic surgeryites, right. you know, <laughs> right. who aren't aren't comfortable with their buttocks or their nose or their they're going to live in the virtual world. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody can be a star. It may it may be the one place to retreat where the playing field is level. You can have the body you want. You can have the career you, you want. You don't you have can, you don't have to worry about them filters. Be like, look, if you sign on, you can see how cool I am in my mind, and I can buy a better body. Right. <laughs> right. I don't need if I've got enough tokens. Yeah. If I exactly. got enough game credits. Right. You're going to see me rocking something real nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's where we are. It is scary and exciting, but scary. Mm. Good one, bro. Thanks. This lunch hour, I don't know how down, I don't know how dirty, but could be. It could be, okay. That's exciting. Okay, so uh, I feel like yesterday at some point we kind of uh, touched upon the idea of genders. Like uh, I said, I said made it made a reference to <laughs> cisgender. Right, and then we talked about there right. being like 10 Identifying. bathrooms in, in the future in different places. Right, so kind of switching over to it's almost more of a, a societal or, or or political topic but the uh the thought process that i'm having is what do you think uh or how do you how do you think gender roles have been affected over the last 50 years and do you think it's for the better gender roles meaning what right okay so if you think about the previous gender role assignments like you know w- what was asked of you or what when when you were growing up right you played with the gi joes yeah right you know you were out in the neighborhood it was cowboys and indians for us for me i was playing young guns on the playground we had firecrackers and we had capture the flag in the woods um right and when you're young you don't really think to yourself uh oh the you know the girl the neighborhood girl that i'm playing with down the street would rather be playing with dolls or anything else because you know at that age at that age it doesn't really matter everybody's playing kickball everybody's doing whatever there's no right and there were very little girls around when i was playing in my neighborhood you mean they were really short small <laughs> there were not very many girls around oh many <laughs> right you many. said there weren't many little girls around. many girls around there were very little girls around very little girls yeah they were tiny and walking around <laughs> us we we're like wow man gender general you are, are tiny i'm glad i'm a man <laughs> it's a good thing i'm a male but uh, yeah. so if if i'm talking about that you think about your parents and how they were raising you at that time like what they they in their minds because they're everybody's learning generationally from you know their parents trying to take the good that they got uh from their parents and leave the bad 
Right. Okay. So gender roles and how you're trying to raise your children in uh, previous society, right? We had all this new technology. We had cable television, obviously, and we had... Right. I we think had, we right had around when I was born, you still had to change the channel with your hand, but that changed pretty soon sure, afterwards. Sure, sure. But, you know, you would assume your son your son was going to play football and want to go to monster truck rallies, and your daughter was going to wear dresses and want to be a cheerleader. And play with Barbie. Yeah, something like that. Like, And that, that was just kind of the way that our parents thought about it. That's mm-hmm. how my mo- my mom tried to raise me to be what she had been told or, or had grown up recognizing as a gender role. Right. right. So she raised me to fill uh, that specific gender role. She she tried to instill me with the beliefs that she had of what it meant to be a man. Right. Right. Meaning uh, be chivalrous, uh, right. be, be polite, all, n- always, you know, hold women in the highest possible regard because um, they're the they're the homemakers. Right. Um, and she also, you know, her, her beliefs and this is how she was women their places is to make the home and to support their husband. That's how she always talked about it. Like, right. Um, and she never, you know, my parents are divorced and after they got divorced, you know, my mom hit on, hit on some hard times, obviously, and had to pull herself up by her bootstrap. Didn't mean that she didn't have my grandfather there to help out. Sure. Um, from time to time, but, uh, it didn't change her, her world, view that you know i want to be the one who's at home and i want to be the one who's driving the kids to school and i'll do the carpools i'll do the you know i'll do the cooking i'll do the cleaning i'll do the you know whatever and and she's horrible she's a horrible cook can't cook worth a shit uh cleaning she you know uh, when she could afford to she had a maid right you know and that was that um but in terms of just kind of running the household, mm-hmm. that was what she always, that, that was her dream, being a mom and running the household. And that's what she tried to instill in her children. Right. You know, me and my sisters, it was kind of like, okay, you guys, your your role in life is, you know, yeah, sure, go out, be educated, have fun in college. But eventually you're going to want to settle down. And as she kept saying, you want to nest, you're going to want to nest right, and, and lay down roots somewhere. Um, and in that respect, it's like, you feel like in our generation, you kind of feel like you, you, if you, if you're deviating from anything that they were trying to instill, uh, then you're letting them down. Uh, right. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think about all these, these kids who grew up around the same time as me. And I, I imagine today. It is the easy, it it is apples and oranges in terms of the difficulty level to be gay. Like being gay back in 1985, 1995, that that time, it was really, really hard (laughs) by comparison to today where people are like, you know what? It's cool, dude. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I got to be cool with it. That's how the the world has changed. Everybody's cool with it. I'm cool with it. Everybody's cool with it. Right. Our parents still not cool with it. Right. The grandparents, not cool with it. Sure. You know what I mean? But that's just, that. that's the evolution of our society. Our parents, sure. But the parents of those kids these days are, like you're saying, they're more open. 
I mean, they they are definitely accepting. They're definitely okay. Sure, oh, sure. And they're aware. Like, if my child's gay, I will love them anyway. I understand that it's you're born with. Well, I mean, a lot. A I think lot there's a lot. A lot more parents is correct. I don't think it's all parents. I still think that there's the you know sure. Bible beaten preacher's son who you're going to you're going to we're going to beat the gay out of you by mm-hmm. sending you to some sort of I still con- think concentration that- camp for gay kids turn them straight i still think that's less that number is less than the number of people that are accepting or parents that are accepting these days that would be my guess okay well that 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 kind of lends to the whole tone of the whole topic that i'm talking about in terms of gender roles right how do you think gender roles now when you're talking about parents that are having kids and and uh people People who are entering in, you know, now turning 16, 18, 21, 25, you know, that whole group and, and, and the group coming right behind them. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is happening now is setting the stage for what's going to be, you know, the norm in 10 years. Right. Right. So the, those are the inroads that we're trying to make into that kind of change. So as far as gender roles are concerned, I feel like we've almost done a complete 180. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I would agree. Meaning it's not like I I got the, you know, we get the option or I got the option uh, to say I would like to raise my children the same way that my parents raised me. I would like to have the same kind of gender. I would like to respect the same kind of gender roles that I was instilled with or, or respect the same kind of gender roles that my wife was instilled with. So, you know, my wife had a very similar kind of upbringing mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to me. So we, uh, our interests are for the most part aligned, right? Right. And that's not a point of, it's not a point of contention for, for us. Um, if I say, you know, Hey, I can, you, you can afford to stay home and be a mom and run the household and, right. and I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work and I'm going to come home and, and that kind of thing. Um, so she doesn't have seem to have a problem with it, right? Right, but when it it comes to raising children in the current atmosphere, now you've got to ah, now I see where you're going. Yeah, now now you've got to take into account the fact that raising your children in that way, the way that I know to be raised, like that got handed down to me, got handed down to her, right. like. The wife is the homemaker. The yeah, is night. it is it up to is it my job to take the take those steps backward and completely reanalyze mm-hmm. uh, and, and break down and tear down, mm-hmm. just it totally explode my, my preconceived notions uh, based off of the educations that I was brought up with about traditional gender roles and how it's supposed to go and whether or not I should be instilling those values into my children moving forward, seeing how society is, tr- is changing around those right and that norm uh when your daughter is at an age that those decisions are becoming important like you said it's completely different those roles aren't really instilled in the children these days do you think well that's the thing it i think that there's a lot of people that feel i I don't want to say cheated that they that they have this the only things that they really know about being a parent or or what they were raised with and now all of a sudden it's basically like everywhere they turn it's fake news 
Right. Yeah, everything everything you ever learned right. about being being a parent or how you're supposed to raise a raise mm-hmm. a proper man or raise a proper daughter. Right. Like all of the information that you got, yeah, you're wrong. Right. That's well, not how you're supposed to do it. Well, it's PC now, right? You can't go to a woman and be like, well, hey, or to a child or I don't know. You can't go there and be like, hey, you're going to take care of the household. You're going to cook and clean and raise the kids while I make the money. Like you, that's that's but do offensive. You even, do you even teach? But the, to your kid, they don't know, right? Right. So it's a question of whether or not you pres- you even teach them that that's an option. You know what I mean? And say like, you know, traditionally the way that I was raised was the woman, you know, the woman stays at home and she takes care of the family and she does all this and mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And that that that's a totally respectable thing to do. Right, that is that is a, absolutely a, a job. It's an occupation, absolutely. and it's it, it's what keeps the nuclear family together. We've gotten this far, right? Using that. this methodology, this whole me 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 kind of snowflake generation that's coming about, where it's like you know, I I want to do what I want to do. I want to identify how I want to identify. I want to right. I want to be recognized for my thoughts and my opinions and what I want to do and how mm-hmm. I want to do it. Um, that's a, that's a tough thing f- to navigate if you, you know, <laughs> cause it's chaos. I mean, you, you've got a kid who's going to walk in and everybody ha- is on the spectrum of, I was raised rather traditionally and right. rather strictly, you know, like I, I I'm a, I'm an Asian American kid who was born in Beverly Hills and my parents are super strict and make me play the violin and I grew up going to Kumon and and I go to the best schools and I come home, I do my homework, my television's regulated and and they've made it very clear that I have to abide by the traditions of of their traditions in in terms of uh, choosing my husband and choosing whether, what I'm going to do. I'm I'm not allowed to go as a woman and work construction. They mm-hmm. would never allow it. Okay. Yeah. Right? I'm allowed to be a doctor. I'm allowed to be a lawyer. I'm allowed to be a homemaker. But I'm not allowed to be something that... A car mechanic. Exactly. <laughs> Sell used cars. I'm not I'm not going to be a race car driver. They they would not allow that to happen. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm also... Uh, I'm not allowed to marry somebody outside of my traditions. Right. Right? So you take that kid who's on one side of the spectrum and you throw him into school in Beverly Hills with uh, the kid whose parent is a YouTube social influencer or YouTube <laughs> rock star right. who makes all of his money by, you know, throwing basketballs off of, off of Hoover Dam. Right. Um, trying to make the shot, you know, the like a dude perfect kind of guy or, or um, an Instagram star or whatever. And, you know, my, my, my mom was an actress and my dad was a YouTube. So what does that child look like next to the other child who's been with the strict parents? Exactly. How does that kid from, from the strict family walk in and navigate the waters where 50% of them are like, so super duper liberal, anything goes, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay to, you could bring anything home. You can marry a goat if you want. We don't care. We just love you. Be happy. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. And identify however you want. You want to be called Steve the Pirate? That's what I'll call you. Right. Right? Um, And you want to identify as a a white, black man who's, you know, gay, straight, bi, robot, hybrid, whatever it is that you want to call yourself. We're also going to uh, enable you to do that. Is either way wrong? I mean, really? No, no. I'm not saying either way is wrong. I'm just saying 
where does the responsibility on the parents lie and where's that understanding i mean i'm almost act, asking personally what, get, yeah. what you think because it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't so you you're, you're going to be putting your kid into the situation where you've got two completely different methodologies mm-hmm. for raising children for, for raising children uh two different environments that these people are raising their children in, and it's it's going to create, um, I don't know. I, I, I want to say, um, chaos. I mean, essentially when, when, when you think about the, the, these two different groups of kids and then everybody on either side moving into the middle on the spectrum, I think you're going to find far less people, especially in major metropolitan cities <clears throat> or coastal cities, mm-hmm. um, that are hanging out in the middle. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there may be a, a 35 to 40 percent are, are all leaning towards the middle, but then you're going to have a, a larger percent of it, and it continues to grow given the current political landscape and, and what our kids are seeing going on around seeing us. Seeing and learning at a much earlier age. Right. And also the laws that are being passed, you mm-hmm. know, kids who are watching their bathrooms go from being a male and female to being both. Yeah, everything. Um, so. You know, as a parent, where does the responsibility lie? Like, is there is there a happy medium kind well, of in the middle? I can I can only sort of pull from my experience, and it was much more neutral. I mean, I had an older sister, so you had the you had the male and the female to raise in my, in our family, and my parents uh, they were they stayed together, um, but they both worked right, so there was no influence of like, oh, the mother stays home. Right now, we're barely making it, and both of them have to work. And so they raised us as much as they were around. My sister really spent more time raising me than my parents. But at the end of the day, their main focus for both of us was find a job. What can we, what can you learn? So my more of my sister than me, my sister said my mom took her to the library before she graduated high school and was like, let's study different uh, career opportunities or things that you might be interested in studying or learning or trying to go to college to do. And with me, it was like, get a job, keep a job. That's what you do. So there wasn't like, so, oh, here's what you're going to do. It's like, get work and keep working. Right. That's so all they did. I understand. Survival. What you, I understand what you're saying. And I, I can, I can sympathize and empathize with you because I had, a, you know, it was a very similar thing with me, but, but I'm not talking about us and how we were raised, mm-hmm. meaning we we were raised in an environment where I'm saying that works now. Like if you're saying, "Hey, what do I do?" Everything is so different. It's gone 180. I'm like, teach them survival. What can they learn with the information that is going around now, and that will that will lo- give them solidify them work forever and security forever. The household comes, the love, the marriage, the family that all will come. But most importantly is how can they independently take care of themselves forever no matter what happens yes i think that that's number number and 1 they're, they're going to the see they're going to see that i agree uh, with that they're going to see that your your dynamic whether you teach them this is how it is or not they're going to say hey my dad worked and my mother took care of us and took us to extra things and was involved and did these things and she you know whatever so they're going to get that instilled anyway and they're going to compare that to other families that they, when they start spending the night at people's houses and and when they start meeting other people that might be you know but in order to survive oftentimes so like a lot of the people that that we I associate with you and I associate with that are, are of the same age all have similar experiences. So we have a we have our own societal norms for our our sure, generation, our own bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we, we can still laugh about movies that came out in the 90s that no kid today would even consider right in the or 80s. our parents yelling come home for dinner sure down the yeah, street. Or, oh and forget <laughs> spanking your children that's not right. possible today he had a belt a few times i think but it, it, it's if you look at these kids like there are problems that when you're talking about survival for us you know we're on our own generational trajectory when it comes to our financial situations our jobs like eventually right. our generation which you know we're we're, we're moving into that that phase is going to be taking over um yeah, pretty much all commerce will be taking over all politics will be taking mm-hmm. you know will will be, will be the our someone our age is going to be the president somebody our age, right. all the people our age are going to be in congress all the people our age are going to right. be you know starting to play parents and our generation exactly will be there yes we'll be the ones who have all the stores we'll be the we'll be the presidents and ceos got it um if we haven't already gotten there at this point mm-hmm. so when you look at with these kids they're not navigating the same waters Right, so their societal norms right. and the people that that they're going to be counting on for their own survival have a totally different set of rules than we do. Mm-hmm. So you say teach your kid how to how to go out and get a job and be self sustaining, right? How teach him how to survive. Well, what does that look like? What if I don't know how to do? Th- I mean, what right. if I what if I, you know, if I raise him if if I raise him in a traditional light like that really strict family. Uh, in my analogy, you know, he's not going to do very well working at the uh, coffee shop in Seattle. Okay, he just won't. I mean, he, he'll go. Right. That's the traditional way. Basically. He won't. He won't fit it. You know, that person, yeah. that guy's not going to get promoted next to the next to the guy who really fits in. And that mm-hmm. that's just you know behavioral dynamic. Like mm-hmm. if you if you think about how people connect. You're so much more willing to invest your trust and your money and your time into somebody that you agree with and share common interest in. Mm-hmm. Um, if the playing field is equal, meaning it's you can do the job and this person can do the job, but I just simply agree with that person's politics, religion, and the way that we communicate right. with one another better, you know I'm going with that guy. Because I don't want to hang out with somebody in the office. <clears throat> but you never know who you're going to be coming across. You can't really. I mean, you can kind of plan for that, I guess, right, by being but a well-rounded individual. But I don't. I I think they're at odds, though. How do you teach? Because uh, right now, I don't know what we don't know what the political landscape's going to look like in ten or twenty years. So, right. You know, we could we could. It, it could be off the charts in terms of. Um, bipolarization right or or polarization of, of the parties in the way people are raising their kids and, and that's a that's a hard thing how do you get somebody even now you can see it you know with that group of kids who went and protested at the, at the mm-hmm. you know washington monument or whatever um mr maga hat yeah they're catholic school kids you know who are there doing their thing and you know then you've got the the other group who just hates them because of their politics and they were only that they were raised that way that's mm-hmm. how they were their parents chose to raise them that way that's what gave them their 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 fundamental foundation right of you know belief structure and how are you going to get that group of kids to get along with the other group of kids who 
have a totally different outlook politically and religiously and mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all that's relative to back then and now. I mean, nobody knew back then either. I mean, things are changing more rapidly, I guess, or radically. But there was civility. Sure. I mean, I feel like things right now are I mean, I'm not going to say they're not civil, but I think they're petty. That's I think true. petty differences are are especially on just like, hey, if you're not if you don't believe the same thing that I believe, well then that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, you know, I was listening to a podcast, another Joe Rogan gem of a podcast. Yeah, I've been on a kick he, lately. Yeah, he had uh, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool on there, who mm-hmm. I, I think is, I've thought that dude was amazing. Maynard is great. Forever. Um, just because he's got his hands in so many things and he's just a serial entrepreneur. He, he has a, restaurants and wine and he's in the like MMA stuff. So yeah, he was kind of sitting there talking about how, how you know, the destruction of society is the fact that people don't put down that, that phone. It's supposed to be a phone mm-hmm, like that. You're supposed mm-hmm. to use it as a phone for communication. It's not supposed to be your lifeline to the world or your representative. Like you're supposed to be your representative. And, and when he goes and he's like learning how to farm, learning how to plant and grow things and stuff like that, he's like, that's really important. Um, and what you find is when you put your phone down and, and you're trying to learn, trying to teach yourself how to do things, it's all about that person who's curious and continues to follow that curiosity mm. down a path of learning as opposed to assuming that the knowledge is just going to come to them by going to school or, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm out of school. I, give, I don't give up. I don't care. It's, it's the people who continue to grow as, as human beings they're always in, in, in search of, of starting new hobbies, learning new things, doing whatever. And what he said, what he found, um, at least from what I gathered, is that on that journey to learning about new things, he found himself meeting up with people who knew more about this stuff than he did. Nobody had their phones. Nobody, people were actually communicating face-to-face, talking mm-hmm. about how to plant certain plants or grow certain things. And it didn't matter what their religions were. It didn't matter what their politics were. It was mm-hmm. the progression, the, 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 the need and the want and the curiosity uh, to learn about something new that was that common interest, bringing everybody together regardless of the petty differences that nobody really feels like they can do anything about without <clears throat> complaining at high volume. Okay. So I think that's the answer. Ultimately, if... if, if what exactly? You say survival. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, everything's but always in, in terms of being able to relate to other people mm-hmm. and get past the pettiness, mm-hmm. regardless of what age you are. It comes down to finding common interests. So the more common interests that you can create in your child mm-hmm. that they can share with other people, right? The easier it will be for them to get along. Well, and that's my point by survival. It's just you know, especially since you do have the the old the old school, I guess I can say maybe of you have a parent that is at home, you know, when the child is at home all the time, uh, you have the ability to, you know, help them be well-rounded and so they can handle themselves in any of those situations. I mean, you're the kind of guy that can pretty much have a conversation with anybody about anything. And that's because I 
doesn't really get petty. Can't sleep, and all I want right. to do well, is figure out stuff that I don't. You're an exception because your brain is is pretty brilliant, and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And going. But it's impressive, and and I think that'll rub off, and I think that's really all we can do. Yes, I, I'm kind of over the conversation of, oh my god, these phones. We never put these phones down. Like, okay, get over it. That's just the way that it is. Like, we can fight it and yell about it and talk about how horrible it is and how different it's going to make things and how it's going to ruin things, but it's not going anywhere. No, it already has. Right. So, okay. I'm simply trying to... I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah. in general, I hear this conversation all the time. But so. we haven't applied. We're only just now seeing the ramifications of that in the first generation sure. starting in what? Two, oh, it's going... 2005? It's going to get bad. You're looking at I think, 15 right? years of this. Right. Right. So now it ain't the microwave TV gener generation, it's the mobile phone delivery generation. Generation mm -hmm. and like how do you, you keep layering on top of that and right, you right. can only imagine what the kind of world that it's these kids are going to be living in. It's going to be very distorted. And You're going to have bullies you don't even know exist because you you know maybe you don't spend enough time on the internet. Right. You could right. you could be the guy who's like, put your phone down and study mm -hmm. and go eat, and then you walk into school the next day, and it's like, <laughs> look at that kid, you know, right. and you're like, what's what's going on? Right. You know, I've got this loose idea. Every time this conversation comes up of how the phones are taking over, the phones are, there's too many phones. I mean, the more we do this, the more we communicate, the disconnected, blah blah blah. I just have this this idea, ten, twenty, thirty years from now, where there's just going to be places where people just, I mean. It's going to be a way more popular to not be, to actually go meet up and talk to somebody without phones or without something like that. I think there's slowly, I'm talking years and years and years, once it becomes a super annoying problem, you're going to have people popping up and businesses popping up saying, hey, no phones, no internet. No, it's yeah. going to become a very big popular thing. And we're just going to go through this this curve of like, oh my God, we tech went out of crazy. Now people are like, yeah, who wants tech anymore? Why don't we like... Yeah, cyclically. It's just going to go to 100, you know, 100 yeah. years from now. It's like, shoo, turn around. It'll be banned. Things will be popped up and be like, we can't do it. We don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> I can imagine a world with that would be amazing without tech, without phones. We go back to it. That. Wouldn't be amazing. Tech, tech should always be around. But well, yeah. I, I think we should make sure that the that tech is, you know, moderated. Like, you know, I, I feel like phones are the the equivalent of opioids. Um, oh yeah, nowadays. So oh, yeah, we just got to figure out how to get people to rehab, get them back on their feet. Right. Well, something will push us there. I think is my point. Yeah. All right. Good luck with the parenting. Thank you. Yes, best, best, yes, best.